Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Reservations. And I'm Jeremy Blair. And I'm Rain Whalen. And that was take two. <laughs> you know, they. Now they know it took I don't think. Days. Well, I don't think they ever would have figured that out, you know? It's fine. I like to be open and honest with our audience. I feel like that's why they come back every week, you know? <laughs> and why they leave comments on the, the Facebook page when we ask them to. <laughs> they don't. They don't. <laughs> I don't I have a sneaking suspicion that people may listen like the general public, right? The general public uh-huh. who actually listens to this, which is about, I don't know, ten people, may listen to only about maybe five minutes and then they're like, Oh, I remember why I don't want to listen to this all the time. And then they turn it <laughs> off. And they don't even get to me going, Hey, you guys should comment this, you know, or hey, what do you guys think? Or um this is what this is what Spotify uh, for the audio. This is what Spotify mm-hmm. estimates our audience size is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifteen listeners. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, but it then okay. says we have twenty-seven followers. So, that so not means... everyone's following through with the the listens. Exactly. So we have followers that aren't listening. So there's at least twelve followers <laughs> that aren't actually listening. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, we it also says we have 11 plays per episode. It's not so, bad. It's not bad, but I don't think they're listening all the way through. Cause I know like on the YouTube analytics, yeah, it says like the watch time is usually about, um, like 30 minutes. Maybe we should make these way shorter. Nah. You know? We're not the ones with the problem. <laughs> You're right. It's not me. It's the children who are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's from The Simpsons. So. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, that's fine. Um, I was thinking the other day maybe we should also like start like putting clips on TikTok or something. I know a lot of uh, podcasts do that and they get traction that way. You know? I was telling Ashley that that's the one platform we're not on. We should you know, do it. Got, yeah. What's stopping us? Nothing. It's free, I think. So yeah, it's free. Okay. And uh, and on Riverside, I think they give me an option where I can export a clip in for the format of TikTok. Fuck. So. Why are we doing that? We've been doing this for four years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, shit. Uh, we've only been on YouTube for like a year. Um, I think it's been longer than that, but that's fine. Well, I um, mean, we we didn't start on YouTube until season five. Mm. And the first episode we premiered was December 2nd of 2020. Okay. So see, that's – see? Did we do five seasons in a year and a half? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, April 2019 is when we started. Okay. And by December 2nd of 2020, you know, we were already on season. This five. is a great reminder for everyone who watches this solely for the – what was it? How many – no, that was on Spotify 15. Um, for whomever, We have 52 subscribers on YouTube. Boom. For the 52 of you, probably the 10 of you that actually watch on YouTube, we do have a backlog of stuff that's not on here. So that's a, that's yeah, a good reminder. I need – I need to update the website. I haven't updated the website since season 
six. Since, since Schumacher died, was it the last time you? No, no. It, it was. It's. I think it was season six. Was the last time I updated it. Okay. Um, it's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, think you know. Is there a weed you could put up like this? Would take a while. But put up – of course, we're talking shop in the beginning of this thing and we probably should have this figured out before this. But maybe oh, well. you could like um, – like, Are you saying export all the previous episodes and then just put onto them on YouTube? YouTube and just put the picture up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean uh, sometime – well, you know, whenever – before you moved, if, if my phone messed up and I lost the footage, that's usually what I would do either – the picture of the movie we're talking about or mm-hmm. – well, that's usually what I would do, just the, the poster of the movie we're talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean – Maybe like the logo on the, the left and the poster on the right maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe. These yeah. are just options. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How boring was that conversation? That's uh, fine. To listen to. I mean, no fucking one what if, listens to this. Well, I mean, well, and thankfully, you know, since we're on YouTube now, you know, I put timestamps. So yeah, people, you do. yeah. So I put like intro and then when the episode actually starts. So maybe some Dude. people are just jumping to that. Saves a lot of people time, I bet you. I probably. <laughs> but see, I think our banter sets up the episode really well. So maybe. Well, with that being said, Jeremy, so what yeah. are we talking about today, buddy? Uh, today. Uh, we are discussing uh, Fritz Lang's first American film, uh, Fury, uh, 1936. I thought we determined that he did one other English-speaking film. He did one this. other movie in between the uh, two, but I don't believe it was an American film. I believe this one is his first American Oh, okay, okay. Yes, and also I wanted to clarify with you because I told Ashley, it's like, oh, shit, we're going to have to clarify with people. Uh, oh, it's even not the sure. other one. Yeah. <laughs> Not the one from 2016. Yeah, it's not. It's not Pitt. It's not Pena. It's not Labouf. This is a different movie. Yeah, it's not Burnthal. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> if you clicked on this thinking that we're talking about that Fury, and they're sorry. like, huh? They got the poster wrong. We did. It's the. Why is it just a man and a woman? Yeah. Where's Pitt leaning on the tank? Yeah, I want to see him lean on the barrel of the tank. Yeah, cool oh, poster. I haven't seen the movie, but I assume it's. Neither by. I've heard. I've heard it's good. I mean, David Ayer after he did Suicide Squad and just talk about this the, one. Let's speculate on this one it. instead of talking about the movie we came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the movie that Shia LaBeouf ripped out one of his own teeth on. Jesus, man, that guy. You know. Yeah. So Jeremy, um, yeah. so you said last week you hadn't seen this movie, no. um, and this was a first for the both of us. Yeah. Uh, so since this is your pick, what well, uh, you, you know, what did you think after finishing the movie? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Spencer Tracy, of course. He's amazing in everything he does. Um, he's young in this one, you know. Uh, you know, from his stuff that he is well known for, he's a lot older. So. Um, it was cool to see him as a young guy in this one. Um, and of course, Sylvia Sidney, she's incredible, you know, Mm -hmm. in this. Yeah. I, 
I wasn't I, I wasn't really expecting anything, right? I, I knew that I read the plot once and it was like a week before I had started to watch it. And so I, I didn't remember. And I was like, I'm not going to look it up. I'm just going to watch it. Let's see what happens. Because uh, mm-hmm. I didn't remember what it was about. Um, and it's mistaken identity. It's mob justice. It's revenge, you know. And it's coming to terms, you know, with um, – with your mistakes and atoning for them. Right. Um, mm-hmm. it was really cool. It was really well done. And I, I, um, again, Fritz Lang, he's awesome. It didn't, and we'll get into it a little bit. There wasn't, there wasn't a lot of cool Fritz Lang stuff in this. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm going to blame MGM and then we'll just go from there. Um, well, yeah. You know, as we talked about in Mank, dude, fuck, uh, fuck mayor, dude, fuck that guy. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, uh, <laughs> he must have been really nice to Sylvia Sidney because uh, she was in his next movie um, after this. Uh, but he just stayed true to his reputation and he was so terrible to to all of his actors, especially Spencer Tracy. Really? Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. He said there was one – we'll get into it, but – well, I guess this is it. Um, that there was a, there were moments or takes where he ate like three bags of peanuts because he Fritz Lang just kept going take after take after take. I thought he was faking eating those peanuts, uh, to be honest. Um, and I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. You have something in your pocket, you say it's peanuts, and you just pretend to eat them like that's easy. And apparently, no, he was really eating those peanuts. And so, uh, well, I mean. I mean, even actors now say eating on camera is the worst thing oh, in the world. Yeah, they, they say it's like it's torture <laughs> to eat on camera because that's why like there's that trope of movie eating where you're barely – you're just grazing. Yeah? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Rain, I kind of already did but you hit us with more specifics. What's this movie about? Yes. Uh, all right. So yeah, you hit us with, with the majority of it but um, a man named Joe is uh, – wrongfully accused of a crime which he did not commit um and in a stroke of mob justice which we'll get into because i really want to talk about how we really see the rumor spread but anyway Mm -hmm. a rumor spread that he is the culprit in this crime and instead of letting due process run its course the people of this town uh take matters in their own hands they form a mob and they lynch him uh, by burning down the county jail that he is a prisoner in. Um, and lo and behold, Joe survives and wants revenge. <clears throat> now, before I continue, when I first read that, I was like, oh, okay. So, and as we were talking about last week, this is sort of the pivot into film noir. So I, f- I thought maybe you know, mob justice meets mob justice. He was going to, you know, assassinate everyone, but no, he wants to get revenge by actually putting them on trial and proving beyond a shadow of a doubt. Sorry, everyone. If you can hear that, that's my watch going off. Let me mute that. Um, and I just signaled my phone. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, anyway, but, but prove that they did quote unquote murder him. Um, and that's Fury. Uh, I mean, because I don't want to give away the ending just yet. Sure. Um, I mean, why not? 
but go ahead. <laughs> it's fine. Hopefully people well, have watched it. Um, yeah. I forgot to tell people where to watch it last time. So hopefully you found um, it. Yes. Uh, well, before we get into it, like we've been trying to do, uh, if you do want to see this movie, um, I know you can rent it on iTunes. Um, I physically bought it. I think it was like 10 bucks on Amazon when I bought it. Um, it's not on – I'm just going to start saying Max because we, we only have two more days relative to this recording. Mm-hmm. By the time this episode comes out, it will officially be called Max. But Fingers anyway. crossed I don't lose my subscription. No. Same. Um, anyway, so Jeremy, where would you like to begin with this movie? Um, well, let's start with um, – so I like the setup of this movie, right? So we're setting mm-hmm. up that – you know, this young couple, um, which again, there's something about the human brain or maybe just my brain that if I see someone that I only know them as being older, Uh no matter how young they are, that's how I perceive them. Right. So Uh it's weird saying that they're a young couple because I know Sylvia Sidney, like we were talking about from Mars attacks and from Beetlejuice. Like I, she's old. Right. Yeah. Um, Actually, you know how old she is. She's so old now. She's dead. Um, but so is Spencer Tracy, by the way. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so so when I see them and they're so young in this, I still picture them as being old. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So um, uh, Sylvia Sidney's character's name is Catherine. Catherine. So uh, you have Joe and Catherine. <clears throat> uh, Catherine is going out of town for a while. I don't remember why. It's been a while since I've seen it. A job. Thank you. Uh, she's going out for a job and um, and Spencer Tracy Joe is um, is walking her to the train and um, you know seeing her off. Um, and they're engaged. They're yes, they're, they're engaged. Or they're newlyweds. They're engaged. Okay. They're engaged. Because they're they're also window shopping like uh, bedroom sets and it's MGM mm. in the 30s. So they are twin beds. Um, and <laughs> no, no sex happening there. Nope. Um, and, you know, and so whatever. He sees her off. He buys her the equivalent of a $79 bottle of perfume as she gets on to the train. I did the math. And. <laughs> Um, no, I didn't do the math. IMDb did the math for me. Um, <laughs> and, sorry. Um, I, I was trying to remember how I found that number. Um, but anyway, so sees her off and off he goes. So he is traveling through. I'm trying to remember. Sorry. It's been a couple of days. I apologize, everyone. Um, he is – he's traveling through the countryside and I don't remember why he's doing that because he has the job at the garage, right? So and he's going to see her. Ah, he was going to visit her. That's what it was. Yes, because okay. it's, it's been – so hang on, because, everyone. So, because, then, because then she was going – she was going to come back anyway. But I think that was a surprise. Well, no, no, no. no. So, okay. Sorry. So, I'm going to – I'm going to let everyone know I relative to our recording. I finished this movie an hour ago. 
Um, so, okay. She's been gone for over a year okay. or at least a year. Mm-hmm. Um, he told her he was going to come visit because mm-hmm. um, she was going to be coming back. But I guess during this little period, uh, he, he wanted to go see her. Mm-hmm. He was ready to go see her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was going to meet him at, I guess, the local um, uh, restaurant that she's been going to. Yeah, Dino or something. Yeah, that she was been frequenting. Yeah. And yeah, and he's uh sorry. And I'm trying to trying to see specifically where. But you know, he's going through rural mm-hmm. uh areas to get to her. And when he crosses through essentially what's equivalent of, I guess, a small town, um where the small town has been plagued with a crime of three men kidnapping a woman. Mm-hmm. And they think he has something to do with it because yeah. he's a stranger and everyone's already on edge. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So again, I like the setup of, of those two because those two become very important later on, especially when it comes mm-hmm. to like she's the reason – she's obviously the reason he atones for his revenge. But also he's the – he's our template, right? Or she's mm-hmm. our template of the man he used to be, right? And so when she right. becomes involved later on, um, it's a stark difference between how he started and how he ended up, right? Um, mm-hmm. what it what happened what how it consumed him right um, well and especially we see that uh too with his brothers mm-hmm. um because he berates his brother charlie for going out having drinks yeah uh associating with it seems like known gangsters yeah and he's like no live your life live your life right do good and good things will happen so that's all I wanted to add. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to keep going. Yeah. Um, so again, I, I like I like the the setup of, of the two of them because um, obviously that becomes very important. Mm-hmm. And and you're right. I, I'll let you do the whole like why it was so cool um, and and how it spread. But the the rumor spread. So once he was arrested, or at least taken in for questioning. Right. Yeah. And nothing was official at that time because, again, mm-hmm. it's all circumstantial. Yes, it looks weird. He's a stranger. What is he doing here? Right. Um, it's weird that he was just like camping out or whatever. Um, well, and, you know, and the, the, the linchpin for them was, you know, that I guess there was evidence of salted peanuts on the ransom note. Uh huh. And, and of so course, we established like, that he is constantly eating peanuts. Yeah, right. and so the, you know the 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 sheriff hits him with the old like, "Oh, do you smoke?" "Oh, no, no, I never smoke." Peanuts, and he's like, oh, <laughs> "Now, now you're talking my language," you know. So which then <laughs> yeah. like, oh well, then he's obviously the man. Yeah, obviously. And so this information gets gets disseminated out throughout the town, right? Mm-hmm. In different and. In, in more and more untrue ways because the, the information get passed around, which is how all rumors are, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, this one just so happens to uh, affect a man's life in a very negative way. Um, yeah. So very negative. So what ends up happening is mob justice, right? Yeah. Um, the entire town confronts uh, the jailer and and the police saying that that's the guy. It's obvious, man. We've all heard who's in there, right? So mm-hmm. let's let's get this over with. He's obviously got something to do with it. Let's take care of him, right? And of course, yeah. what? no, <laughs> right? The guy, the j- poor jailer, man. He um, he's just like, no, that's not how it works. That's not you know how due process works. We're we're going to keep this man in our custody until we can determine blah blah blah. blah. Um, yeah. and, and I, I recommend, by the way, there's a great episode of the show, The Nick. Um, the Nick being spelled K I um, or K N uh, I C K. Um, it's with Clive Owen. Um, it's created by Steven Soderbergh. Uh, takes place nice. in. Oh, it's amazing! I don't know if you've heard of it. It was incredible. Um, I think I, he's he's a he's a surgeon in he's like a, the yeah, surgeon. yeah. Um, there is an episode in the first season called "Get the Rope." And it's one of my favorites, uh, more because of the because of the direction and because of the cinematography, and uh, and it's very tense. The whole episode is because mm-hmm. um, they have hired a um, a black surgeon um, in their hospital, and it's it's under Thackeray's team. Thackeray is um, Clive Owen, and um, what is his name? Oh man, hold on. Stand by. Anyway, the whole point I'm trying to make is that entire movie is what happens when when mobs uh, start getting out of control, right? Mm-hmm. Um, something uh, something happens in the neighborhood, and um, this all takes place in 1919, by the way. So I mean, like, oh okay, tensions are high. Uh, oh yeah, and something happens in the neighborhood, crime wise, that involves an African American. Um, or that they assume involved an African American, and um, the entire neighborhood goes ballistic and starts, you know, terrorizing anyone who is African American, and um, mm-hmm. and of course they're trying to save their surgeon, right? Um, which is a big turning point in the show, and with Thackeray's character, it doesn't matter. But anyway, it's amazing. Um, it reminded me a lot of of that when I was watching this movie. Um, watch the Nick. Everyone should watch the Nick. Um, it's very good. It was on stars. I think it might be on HBO. Um, Max. Um, Oh yeah. By the time of this recording. Um, anyway, so the mob sort of goes ballistic in this film, of course, and takes over and, um, and they do end up burning the place down. Um, the story this is based on, um, uh, that didn't happen. Uh, they they lynched the two men that were being accused of the kidnapping in the in the original story. Mm. Um, that happened, I think, two or three years before this movie came out. Um, interesting. Yeah. Um, interesting. I know. So again, it's and they even mention at the end of the film that you know the the woman is like you know. It, it was the wife of one of the men being uh, being tried, 
you know, it was like, it was, it, it's the mob. The mob doesn't think, right? The mob doesn't have any sort of moral compass. The mob doesn't, right? It was Catherine. Catherine, sorry. It was, that was when she was pleading to Joe. Right. Uh, You're exactly right. To, to let this go. Man, I am and just all over the place. So sorry, guys. You're fine. Um, you, well, aren't you glad then I watched it today? I am glad you watched it an hour ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. It's, you know, it's. <sighs> and of course, we've seen what mob justice does in real life. If you watch any sort of retrospective mm-hmm. on the 90s or anything like that, you remember the Rodney King riots, mm-hmm. right? Um, that, that That's all just that's mob retaliation, right? It's not one individual person. It's it's one general idea that that gets fed with more anger and animosity as another person joins. Right. Yeah. To where it becomes uncontrollable. You know, it, it it reminds me a lot of, and if hopefully people can see it and of course I'll say it, but the, this movie right here, do the right thing. Um, perfect example. Uh, yeah. Uh, That, cause that's all I could think of is, you know, last 10 minutes of the movie and, you know, Mookie, to essentially save Sal's life directs the mob's attention just to the building. Have we, um, have we done that movie yet? We have not. We've touched on it. We touched on it in our eighties month. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, uh, this is already sort of a tease for next season, but next season is going to be a return to form. Yeah. And we're just going to do random movies. So maybe next season. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, you know that and and you know, maybe it's me. Or maybe it's a human nature thing, but every time I see um, mob justice in any capacity, uh, I mean, real well, film or TV, mm-hmm. when it's real life, that's a completely different thing, uh, which we don't have time to get into that. Um, but in film and TV, it always makes me really angry, especially when it's really well written, which this was, because the mob thinks they're doing something. Uh, that they're they're in the right for doing this, you know. Uh, as we've established, this mob is so convinced that Joe either knows or has had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, everyone. And you know they think they're in the right. You know they think they have every right to, you know, storm the jail and you know assault the sheriff and his deputies and you know and it's. It made me angry if I'm being honest. Yeah, no, because it's frustrating, right? Because you know yeah. you know that he's not the culprit, right? I think that, you know, with this town, and I kinda wish they had touched on it a little bit more. Um, I kinda wish he had done what he had done in M, which was set set a baseline of the the temperature of the city itself, right? Mm-hmm. What are the people doing? What what are their what's their day to day? Are they changing habits because of the kidnappings and the murder? Um, are they on edge? Right? Mm-hmm. Has this happened more than once? Right? And so, yeah. because all of that would explain why their, their everyone behavior, right because if yeah. they're on guard all the time, they finally have some like some hope of an answer, some hope of, of an end to all of it. Right. 
that would make complete sense to me because that's what M does so well is like at the end where the entire town is the the judge, jury, and executioner, um, you're like, fuck yeah, man, let's go. You know? Yeah. Um, which also, sidebar, uh, shout out to Zach for actually answering uh, answering you on that. You know, yeah. Zach does think he uh, should – or maybe I'm misremembering. I think he, Zach said he should go on trial. Um, but yeah, you know, and – but see, I'm also kind of glad that Fritz didn't do that. Okay. Um, because at the same time, in kind of like what we were talking about off mic um, – we don't need another M, you know. That's true. So we don't so need another part, M. That's a good point. So a part of me is glad that we didn't get a lot of info. Sure. The only well, the only people that we do know that are on edge are the police. Mm-hmm. Those are the only people that we know for a fact are on edge because, mm-hmm. you know, why else would the deputy as soon as he sees this guy he's never seen before, immediately pull out a gun and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not answering any questions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. And also it, it, it fits with the story we're telling at this time, because if we, if we had any sort of, any sort of empathy with the, the town, with the mob itself, I think we would be, we would be less on Joe's side. Right. Which we're always mm-hmm. going to be on Joe's side, and eh, kind of until the end. Um, yeah, we're always kind of on Joe's side because we know he's innocent, right? Right. Full stop. He didn't do it, right? But if right. we if we got more information about the town and and how they are, right, and what's what's going on with them all the time and why they're so desperate, um, that maybe we'd be like, well, you know, I kind of get it, you know, and. Where that would be a, a more modern, well-rounded story, which we, which we would get nowadays. Um, it's sort of like I, I'm going to give you an example that you're going to love. Okay. Okay. It's it's an example of. Hold on. I was about to say someone revving their engine. Happens all day. Um, <laughs> so it's it's one of those where both both sides are right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's not exactly like this, but I think if we were to have gotten both, it would have been more like Michael B. Jordan's character in Black Panther, where uh, uh, I yeah. know, shut up. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a good mainstream example, right? Of yeah. Both people are right, you know, mm-hmm. um, where Joe is a victim of, um, of being wrongly accused, right? Mm-hmm. But then the mob being like we just want it over right yeah no matter what and if they are a hundred percent sure that that's the guy i mean there yeah. there was no other choice right yeah 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 it's, it's sort of like you know to stop this you know we're gonna take it because you know we we get whispers during the rumor part where a lot of them think that the sheriff is very incompetent mm-hmm you know, we get a lot of a well, didn't vote for him, you know, or wasting my vote or, you know, something like that. Yeah. And so, you know, that I will say I'm glad that Fritz gave us a little bit more inkling onto why the mob formed yeah. so quickly Definitely. in the first place, um, which is they're already the town already just doesn't like the sheriff to begin with. Right. 
Right. And they think he should be doing more. Um, and so, yeah, and, and I agree. Both both sides are right. Now, obviously, Joe more right than the mob because <laughs> Joe didn't do it. <laughs> but we do see that the mob feels like they are entitled because they they don't believe in the sheriff. He's not getting it done. We'll get it done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, speaking of, um, we, were, we were talking about the trial earlier, and um, and sort of how all that is put together. Um, I had mentioned earlier that Fritz Lang didn't really get to do Fritz Lang stuff in this movie because it's not that kind of movie, right? Yeah, uh, he's not doing like cool like fade transitions. He's not doing transformations with editing. He's not doing you know dream sequences or you know, this, the, the expressionism stuff anymore, but my man is still doing firsts. Uh, according to, to modern sources, he was the first filmmaker to pair, uh, news, newsreel footage as a courtroom device. Um, Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Um, so he's still, I mean, he's still doing new stuff. Um, Hmm. Still very creative with his filmmaking. Um, and again, setting trends, right? That's old news right. to us. But, um, but back then they're like, wait, what was that? That was cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I was like, Hey, you know, that's weird. We're not getting a lot of, but there were things, um, which we'll get to later, but I'll go ahead and tease now, you know, the overlay of, the 22 people's faces mm-hmm. in the mirror. So yeah, cool. yeah, that was cool. Um, You're right. You're which, right which we'll get, yeah, we'll, we'll get to you later. Um, but man, I, I love that. So kind of moving on, I, I, I love that the remainder of the movie is the trial. Yeah. Um, I didn't think so. Like when we see Joe back alive, which, dope ass reveal yeah. we just hear his we hear his voice and then tommy and charlie turn around and there he is dope reveal yeah um i thought for sure that the trial was probably only going to last 15 minutes sure total of the movie i thought the majority of the movie is going to be them gathering evidence and, mm-hmm. you know and stuff like that so i do like that the remainder of the movie is the trial um, although the guy who plays the district attorney and I was just kind of looking it up a second ago, um, I knew it wasn't Clark Gable, but I was like, <laughs> he looks a lot like him though. Yeah. And it, it wasn't, it was, his name is, uh, Walter Abel, I believe. Hmm. That's close. <laughs> Walter Abel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I knew, I knew it wasn't Clark Gable, but <laughs> my head because uh, Ashley was on her computer while I was watching. Yeah. So she wasn't even paying attention. Uh, I was like, this, this Clark Gable son of a bitch over here. <laughs> like, because uh, dude, the district attorney, man, he was on like, yeah, he was on his shit, bro. Yeah, it takes, this movie takes the courtroom stuff very seriously, which is good, right? Of course it's mm-hmm. going to, of course it's supposed to, but for some reason in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm so used to courtroom dramas and in modern courtroom settings right mm-hmm. and i'm like how much are they going to give me 
right in this core and it was well more than i thought i was gonna get um yeah well i like i like courtroom stuff so that's um that was a a, a fun surprise I, I liked it a lot well and it was a little it was a little strange for me because just a month ago i was on a jury myself yeah a week-long trial so i was like i was like yeah this you know and it it's kind of like just a little asterisk just for a second. Um, it is interesting to see. Now, I know this the film doesn't show it exactly how it was, but it is interesting to see how mm-hmm. the legal system hasn't changed that much from the 30s to now. Yeah. I mean, certain jargon and certain how lawyers handle themselves has mm-hmm. changed. They're a little bit more not necessarily professional, I would say. They're less aggressive, mm-hmm. I would say, now. Um, but that was, I was like, you know, that's interesting that not a lot has changed in the, in the legal system. Yeah. The almost 80 years since this movie has come out. I mean, that's either a good thing or a bad thing. I don't, I don't know. You know, Uh, Uh, whoever's listening can take it or leave it. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah. Uh, okay. So the trial. Yeah. Another thing that was really pissing me off. Um, and again, it's going back to what you said is we know that the mob is wrong, even though they think they're right. It was pissing me off so much that even the sheriff, that everyone was like, oh, I, I can't identify anyone who was there. Yeah. And I'm like, why Why are y'all protecting these sons of bitches? <laughs> like, even though I know that Joe's alive, you don't know Joe's alive. Yeah. Like. You're just going to be okay with letting them get away with murder, essentially? Mm-hmm. And apparently, yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah. Um, so in the original story, the the men were actually dragged through the streets and lynched. Um, I know. Um, it's, the original story took place in 1933, so it was three years uh, prior to this film coming out, uh, having in San Francisco. Uh, no, San Jose, uh, California. Um, I, w- I found it interesting that they decided to to change that to burning it down. Uh, yeah, probably because it would have been so, too violent. Maybe. Um, that's probably sure. that it was way too violent um, to to string them up. I guess, but um, so I was trying to find. Um, uh, where Strand is the town? Mm-hmm. Um, it might be fake. Might not be a real place. There is a place in Minnesota. Okay, called Strand. Hmm. Guess it's near Fargo. Oh, look at that! Yeah. Um. Even though this didn't feel like it was in uh Minnesota. No. Um. But yeah, that is interesting. That they wouldn't want to change it to burning it down. I feel like burning it down would be more violent. But. Well, not necessarily because like the there's the that there's a that visceral act of of being dragged and then being hung in a tree. You know what I mean? Like that's True. like there that's so violent and very personal and and, and it's just awful. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen Watchmen, you know, the show. I mean, oh, yeah. I was, it's brutal, man. 
As soon as you were saying that, bro, uh, that's exactly what my mind went to. Okay, everyone, Jeremy told you to watch the Nick. Also watch, uh, um, oh my God, I blanked his name. Damon Lindelof. Yes. Uh, Watch his Watchmen show. Very sad that there will never be a season two, but... Don't need it. I have this one and it's fine. Well, and truth be told, we got our sequel in the form of uh, the comics, the sure. uh, the, um, the really dope uh, Watchmen com- uh, uh, Doomsday Clock comics. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but that's that's interesting. So yeah, yeah, I think maybe that's probably why they changed it. But um, it would, I don't know, it would have been interesting the other way around. But uh, harder oh, well, to I fake a we... death if you know you're there. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. Hard, hard to, yeah, hard to fake being hung from a tree. And it's an interesting know? concept. The entire movie is an interesting concept of, uh, of surviving mob justice and immediately wanting revenge. Right? Like his his thought process was, I'm gonna stay dead, and we're gonna, we're gonna put them through, you know, what they put me also, through essentially. Also, also. Uh, this movie could have been the inspiration for John Wick. Uh, poor Rainbow doesn't make it out. By the way, the same dog that played Toto. I was just about to say, when that dog came on screen, I was like, that looks an awful lot like Toto. His name is Terry, and uh, and he's a super sweet. He's a sweetheart, and he's been in. So he was in this movie, and then three years later, he becomes the most famous dog. In all of Hollywood, um, um, but yeah, poor poor Rainbow didn't make it out. Um, so that should have been. I mean, that's probably a bit of Joe's motivation right there too. I mean, I mean, definitely. You know, like he take was, away my dog. It was fitting because he he put his fiance on a train to be gone for a year, and and immediately fills the void with a dog. You yeah. Know? Um, sees poor Rainbow out on the street. He goes, "You're coming home with me. I'm lonely." You know. Yeah. Um, and then, as we learn, Rainbow's actually a girl. Wow. What are you gonna do? Um. Um. Man. Yeah, dude. I was like, Phew. like that's that's enough call for revenge right there. The first piece of trivia, by the way, on IMDb is that's the same dog in in uh, the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> It, went, so funny. It, it blew my mind. I was like, "No fucking shit, are you serious?" You know. And then you then you popped in the Wizard of Oz to be like, "Oh, that is the same dog." No, recognize him immediately as soon as they said it. I go, "They're right." Well, I, yeah, I, like I said, I was like, I was like, "The dog looks a lot like Toto." Because it is. Isn't that crazy? But, yeah. Uh, okay. So, all right, back back yeah. to the trial. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, I do like how. No matter – so Joe is getting exactly what he wants, okay? Mm-hmm. It's going perfectly. But as if to – you know, this is obviously the point of the movie, but I love that, you know, he is just – you know, his character is declining, right? Yeah. Um, he's He's becoming a worse person because – in a sense, he's become just as bad as the mob, right? Obviously, that's the yes. point. But I, I love the manifestation of that. You know, he's he's disheveled more. Uh, he's not shaving. He's drinking. You know, 
he's he's mean to everyone um, who's yeah. helping him out. And worse, he's he's not looped in the person he should love the most, which is um, which is Catherine. Right? Yeah, yeah. As as he says to his brothers, you know, she wouldn't she wouldn't understand. Because he knows what he's doing is wrong in, in a sense because he mm-hmm. knows that Catherine would tell him immediately it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. There's it. yeah. There's a small part of him that's like, yeah, if who, who – yeah, like as you said, he knows it's wrong. But the the part that has already become consumed with revenge is like, no, we're, yeah. we're following through with this. Yeah. You know, even more to the point where he uh, – I don't know if it's exactly illegal, uh, but he submits a anonymous evidence mm-hmm. because it is starting to swing. Maybe this was all, you know, as the defense is saying, this was not mob justice or anything like that. Yeah. Even though they were able to identify all of them, but uh, it was starting to swing again back towards the defense's side. And so he, our, I guess I would call it Chekhov's ring. Yeah. Uh, the ring that Catherine gives him when she leaves comes back into play that I would assume he burned uh, to make yes. it look like or, yeah, he did they, survive. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That he submits as an anonymous piece of evidence with uh, cut up newspapers. And I, dude, <laughs> when, when the DA was describing what it is like oh and it's using like and and forming words by cutting up pieces of newspaper and forming like yeah i know what the fuck it is you know what I mean? it's like is this the first time anyone's ever done that yeah i don't imagine someone on the jury's like they did what how you can do that <laughs> silly but fun um silly but informative um yeah yeah in case anyone needs to know how to form words with cutting up newspapers <laughs> um this movie inadvertently inspired so many kidnapping ransom notes <laughs> like that's how you do it right there boom like boom they'll never know and then yeah. another and then and then another movie is the one i'm sure there's a movie out there that's the incorporated magazines are like yeah see now we gotta include magazines With magazines all the letters can be from different advertisements you've seen it yeah yeah <laughs> Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, but then, you know, that is what essentially sways everything back to right. the, 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 um, right. the, the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you know and in, in the, God knows what would have happened if, if Catherine had noticed one of the brothers wearing the raincoat, right? Because she mm-hmm. had mended um his the the raincoat right before she left uh joe's raincoat had a hole in it had a tear in it um and she mended it and the the brother was wearing it um and there were still peanuts in the pocket i think she noticed that he pulled out his hand and there were peanuts in it uh well yeah yeah so she's already got you know a bit of a like that's strange yeah like why would why would tommy have joe's coat right um and then the the big thing was the fact that Joe can't say memento. Mm-hmm. He keeps saying momentum. And even the note had momentum. 
And then that's that's what tips her off. Like, holy shit, Joe's alive. Yeah. And um, a decent piece of foreshadowing, you know, like that's that's like exposition, you know, uh Um, it's it's like it's foreshadowing exposition that, you know, he can't it, it seems dumb at the time, you know, but again, at the beginning of the film, we're setting up so much and we're establishing you know, their relationship and who Joe is mm-hmm. as a person and all that. And this little one word that he can't say that you think is just padding runtime or just a little quirk of his becomes extremely important at the end. Right. Yeah. Especially because it happens twice before all this goes down. Mm-hmm. He says it and she corrects him. And then in one of his letters to her, mm-hmm. he, he initially spells it correctly but then it's like, mm, and then he marks it out and writes momentum. Yeah. And and then she even goes, ah, momento, dear. <laughs> um, so, so by this point, we've already kind of had it drilled into our heads. Joe doesn't know how to say memento. Right. And, uh, and, and this is where we really see how the obsession of revenge has consumed him when Catherine begs him just in this, you know, tell them you're alive. You know, you, you are sentencing 22 people to death. Like that's 22 too many. And Joe's pretty much like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, and like, and I get his point. Like I do, I do. Like, I, I understand why he's so upset. Like, yeah, these people didn't have any evidence. They tried to kill me. I'm going to make them pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get why he's so upset with Catherine. But, you know, it is, you know, it kind of made me think a lot about 12 Angry Men a little bit. Okay. You know, that he is so hell bent on condemning 22 people over one, you know. It's almost like a, it's almost like an ends justify the means sort of mentality. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, um, but what I'm so thankful for and in true Fritz Lang fashion, everything dials up to 11 in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and also I should like to point out, cause I even made Ashley take her headphones off and look at this. He gets so mad that he feels like Catherine and his brothers aren't on his side anymore that, he decides to go out and celebrate. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you're in hiding. Yeah. And you go to a public restaurant and you don't even try to hide your face. Yeah. I thought, like, about the, I thought the same thing. I was like, did I, I must've missed something. Cause like, what is going on? And, um, and it's like, what, you would never, you would never be able to go outside again. Yeah. If these if these gentlemen are indeed convicted and sentenced, you know, whatever, like sent, they might have even been sentenced to death. I don't remember, but, um, like I think death penalty is on the table, and it's like if they if they do, you'll never be able to get to go anywhere because you'd have to move, I guess. Which of course, I think. I guess it wouldn't be a problem because he doesn't live there. 
right? I'm just thinking about that. Yeah. And well, no, but I mean, you know, but even the, you know, the newspapers that his brothers got back in their hometown, like, so people knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, everything ramps up and. And you're right. You get, get that, that cool Fritz Lang shot. Um, yeah. Cause he sees the, he sees the shop window of the, the beds for the, for the newlyweds. And then we get that cool double expose mm-hmm. with all of the men's faces yeah, yeah. and it. Yeah. Um, but I like that we actually visibly see uh, Joe's conscience really weighing him down. Mm-hmm. That deep down he knows this is wrong. Like, yes, it was okay for me to want revenge, but this is taking it too far. Right. You know, and uh, I, I like that again in Fritz in true Fritz Lang fashion, we see that it's visibly affecting him. Yeah. And I think my I think one of my favorite parts in this movie is that if he had if he had followed through, he would have gotten exactly what he wanted. Uh, because mm-hmm. they were going through the sentencing as he walked into the courtroom. Uh, and yep. a lot of them were guilty. Um, yeah, I think I think Right before he walks in, they had only said, well, t- to that point, only two were found not guilty. Yeah. As they were and going down the line, each one was guilty. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, you know, what's what's better, right? Like he would have gotten <laughs> – he would have got exactly what he wanted, but then he decided to turn himself in. It's, you know, obviously – he should have turned himself in. Like that's the, that's the moral quandary. But, um, yeah. but to him, you know, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Cause he was so close, you know? Yeah. Uh, and Fritz Lang, or I, I forgot who the writer was. I apologize. Um, but it's so sorry. Um, Barlett Cormick, uh, Bartlett Cormick uh, and Fritz Lang, like they decided to let the audience know that, you know, we cut it close because they were guilty or they were being found guilty. And they're these, these people's lives were almost just as ruined as, as Joe's was. Um, Mm -hmm. And if it weren't for his, his, you know, change of mind, his change of conscience, that uh, yeah, they would have gone to jail forever or killed. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say though, I even though we were kind of talking about it um, off mic, I was a little disappointed in the in the in the ending, mainly sure. because like I didn't want an answer, but I did at least want to know what was going to happen to Joe. Okay. And as also we were talking about how they changed the ending to have Catherine and Joe kiss in the courtroom. It's not a huge – listen, it's not a big change in terms of time, right? It Uh takes maybe maybe 20 extra seconds, right? Um, But but in terms of like – in terms of like how you feel, right? Mm -hmm. It's different because – uh, the original ending with Fritz Lang wanted it just to be on Sylvia Sidney's face. Right. Okay. Um, and then we were going to go to black and then that's it. Right. 
But right. then MGM was like, no, they need to, they need to embrace, they need to kiss at the end. You know, that's just how our movies end. You know what I mean? Uh, that's yeah. just how we need that reconciliation, right? Yeah. But, Which I mean, it's fine, you know, like sure. cool that, that means that, you know, that's, but I really wanted to know like, okay, like if they were like, all right, well, Joe, since you are alive, but you, you know, let this drag on for so long, you know, you're going to go to prison or, right. yeah. you know, or something like that. Yeah, or, I see where you're coming from. I didn't read that that was ever an option, right? It was mm-hmm. the Joe turning himself in, but let's focus on, on Catherine and, and how this is affecting her, right? Because Catherine is a, she's billed before, like Sylvia Sidney is billed, um, before Spencer Tracy is like her mm-hmm. name is first. Right. So this is all sort of, you know, kind of through her lens in a way, because we're seeing how this is affecting her. Right. Mm-hmm. Because of course we're seeing her devastation of thinking that, you know, her fiance is dead. Right. Well, right. no, no, no. First she's horrified that he's being charged for a crime he didn't commit. Yeah. Right? Then it's, you know, devastation of, oh, oh my, my God, God he's, dead. he's dead. Then mm-hmm. it's even worse if you can believe it because he's pretending to be dead, getting revenge on these people and didn't tell her, right? Yeah. That's even worse, right? And she even says that it would have been better if he had died in that fire, right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we're yeah. doing the, the, the relief that he's doing the right thing finally, right? No matter right. the consequences, that he is finally doing the right thing, and this is all through Catherine's character, not really through anyone else's. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just a part of me just wishes like, okay, like, so what's going to happen to yeah, Joe? No, I, you know, which I get, you know, especially for a movie from 1936, you know, most movies end on a happy note, mm-hmm. like, oh, they they reconciled the end, you know. That that's the movie everyone have you know glad you had a good time. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like a part of me was like, but yeah. Like, at least you know, I would feel like he at least is probably going to go to jail for a little bit because sure. I mean, technically, you know, he faked his own death. Well, yeah, he faked his own death. Um, but I don't know. Well, he faked I'm his not own smart death and then sent in that um, that damning piece of evidence. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, which is uh, it's not technically perjury, but it's it's not. Well, it's manipulation of the court system. Um, yeah. So then I guess it would be. I don't know perjury. what that would be called in terms of like the actual like charge, you know, but it's yeah. got to be illegal, you know. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. But um, but yeah, I mean, so so as I said at the top of the show, this is my first time watching it, too. And again, with you, I really, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it was shorter for a Fritz Lang movie. Definitely. Was not expecting it. I mean, you, last week when you said it was only an hour and a half, I was like, really? An hour and a half for a Fritz Lang movie? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he he really packed us with a lot of info mm-hmm. that wasn't too overwhelming yeah. um, in that hour and a half, um, which, again – from where we started with destiny to now, you know, that's definitely one of his things is he just throws a lot of info at us. 
And it's, to, in my opinion, it's never overwhelming, except yeah. for Dr. Mabuse. Jesus Christ. Um, that was so much at yeah. once. So, you know, it, it's just not overwhelming. And I just do, like, like I just said, I do wish we kind of had sort of an answer of what was going to happen to Joe. But the ending didn't take away from the experience for me. You know, no, I, I still... It's- it's sort of like how it's how I expect all movies that old to end, you know, mm-hmm. because it is sort of abrupt, right? Um, yeah. We're we're getting sort of the, I don't know, like I'd have to do a little more research or a lot more research uh, to figure out why I feel that way. Because with movies like this, I I almost want to turn to someone and go, "That's it, we're done." That's okay. <laughs> yeah, like, we're out. Um, oh, okay, all right. Because they do tend to just end, right? There is no sort of – there's no epilogue. There's no – you know, the – he – the whole point is, you know, he he was wrongly accused. um, He was sentenced to death by a a mob. Um, He survived. He faked his death. They're getting charged with it. He's making sure that happens. He – finds out that's the wrong thing to do and then, you know, turns himself in and reconciles. Right. Right. There doesn't need to be anything after that. The story has been told that's done. Right. Right. So it might be just a, a, in terms of stories over by. Right. Right. Which in its way is sort of interesting because then it leads to what's going to happen next. Right. It leads the audience to think like what, what should be done? What should happen? Do you think mm-hmm. what, what Joe did is repre- reprehensible enough for him to be sentenced to jail himself, right? Right. I don't know. It's up to you. Or do you think that he should just be let off because it's like what they did to him, what he did to them, wipe clean. You guys are even, you know? <laughs> Imagine if that's at the ending we got. Like, you know what? You both try to kill each other. We're good. Like Everyone it's the whitest kid you know. Like you go to jail, you don't. All right. Get out of here. It's <laughs> a great sketch. With <laughs> Anyway, don't matter. Uh, R.I.P. to Trevor. R.I.P. Uh, but again, yeah, I loved it. Um, I I think Ashley would really like it. Uh, <laughs> when I told her it was from 1936, she was like, it's from 1936. I was like, yeah, but at least it's in English. Yeah. Like, yeah. At this point, we've been doing just German at this point. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I guess. Um, I th- I feel like she would like this one. Um, yeah, next one's not much not much uh, newer than that. I don't think I'll have to look. But uh, uh, yeah. Next is uh, Ministry of Fear. Yeah, 44. Oh, 44. See? Yeah, so uh, eight years later. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, um, I really liked it. Uh, of the Fritz Lang movies we've done so far, because I mean, we still have a full season left. Yeah. Um, this is up there with him, man. Like I was so excited to talk about him. I yeah. really love him. Uh, but I, 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 this is definitely second. Well, again, so it far. deals with that, that, that moral, that moral ambiguity where you're like, well, you know, what's yeah. best, right? What's best to happen. Right. Uh, to to Peter Lorre, what's what should happen to Spencer Tracy? Like we don't, you know what I mean? Like there's not one mm. just good answer, right? And I think that's what Fritz Lang does best, 
with these with these moral noirs. Right. So. Absolutely. <sighs> okay. We did great. But next yeah, we did it. We did it. <laughs> but I was gonna say, but next week we're not really gonna have a moral compass. We're gonna know who's right and who's wrong. So can I tell you something? Yes. That blew my mind today. Um Absolutely. I won't show it because I'm just bragging at this point that we that we just have these movies. I don't want to even show. Who cares? I just watched uh, the Dead Zone uh, before uh-huh. uh, before we did this, um, which I loved. By the way, I'd never seen it um, before. Uh, David Cronenberg uh, directed it, um, and Christopher Walken's in it. And in the beginning of the movie, he's a school teacher. Right. Um, uh-huh. Stephen King likes to put school teachers in his uh, in his stuff because he was a teacher before he was a writer full time. Um, uh-huh. He also likes to put writers in in his stuff. So a lot of his main characters are writers or teachers. Um, but they were they were going over uh, Edgar Allan Poe. They were talking about the Raven. <laughs> and again, this is Christopher Walken. He goes, "All right, guys, um, that's the end of today. Um, your homework is to read." Um, Ichabod Crane in Sleepy Hollow you'll like it uh, a school teacher gets uh, chased by a headless demon and I was like what are the odds of that uh, that Christopher Walken is talking about Sleepy Hollow anyway yeah. go ahead especially because um, yeah so so, uh, so everyone my next pick um, is uh, 1999 Sleepy Hollow Um Johnny Depp is back in the lead role with Tim Burton. Um, But a little bit interestingly, uh, this version of Ichabod Crane is almost a first of his kind uh, forensic investigator. Yeah. Rather than a school teacher. Yeah. Which I actually, if I'm being honest, never knew Ichabod Crane was supposed to be a school teacher. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Ichabod Crane is a school teacher. uh, Um. I this is one of the few Tim Burton movies I haven't seen as much as I have some of the other ones on the list, say for my final Tim Burton pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I mean, I've seen this at least three times, um, but compared to like uh, like Batman and uh, Edward Scissorhands, I've seen those four or five, six times. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything against this movie. I think it's just because it is one of the more, in my opinion, maybe you might disagree with me. One of the more dense Tim Burton movies. There's a lot of twists and turns and in yeah. cat and mouse. And um, so I, remember, I don't hate it. I remember really liking it. I've, I've only seen it a handful of times as well. I remember being very confused by how old Christina Ricci is supposed to be. Yes. <laughs> Cause I, I, if I remember correctly, I think she's coming off of Casper, uh, by this point in her career. Um, but then, on, you know, I was, it has really been a long time. Cause now I'm trying to remember like how old I was the last time I've seen it. Um, uh, but that, then I was like, wait, is there supposed to be like this sort of like uh, uh, romance, this sort of romance between Ichabod and, and her character that I don't remember her name. 
Uh, because if so, am I supposed to be weirded out by that? Because Christina Ricci looks like she's 13, you know? Yeah. And she might not be. I don't know. But they're not really telling me she isn't. So it should be Jeffrey Jones in this uh, in this role. <laughs> in this, which he's, well, he's in the movie, too. I know. I know. He's in the movie. I know. Uh, okay, no, I was wrong. Uh, Casper was ninety-five. Um, truth be told, uh, the movie that I recognize that she's coming off of uh, a year prior was *Fear and Loathing*. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. So Hang on. She was born in. You mentioned that this came out. So in she's. Yeah. So she she was at least nineteen eighteen by the time she did this movie. I mean, that's fine. um still weird um but okay so you mentioned this movie came out in 99 yes i don't know if i mentioned this on the podcast before there is a book called best movie year ever okay uh-huh all of those okay. periods at the end i'm not just doing that for effect so it talks about the movies the movies that came out in 1999 you're not going to okay. believe the list it's insane okay the list are is they the best movies insane. well Again, it's not – they're not the best movies ever. This is just the best year of movies. Oh, okay. 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 We're talking – Just this is just me looking at the cover. Okay? Um, okay. And I have it somewhere. I think it's over on our bookshelf. Um, okay. So we're talking uh, The Sixth Sense, The Iron okay. Giant. Oh, shit. That's right. Um, hold on. Uh, Fight Club. Um, okay. King John Malkovich. The Matrix. Okay. Run Lola oh, Run, um, okay. Uh, office Space. Um, oh fuck, that's right. Did I say the Blair Witch Project? Um, election. Uh huh. And uh, like Cruel Intentions, like I mean, a lot of movies, well-known movies. They're not necessarily the best movies, but they're well-known. They're important to the lexicon. Um, Is it because? 99 you know was during y2k i don't know i don't know but it's you know what's funny the green mile also came out in 99 it's Uh, funny because we were talking about the matrix off i know but isn't that Um, insane like what what a coincidence right that all these movies came out in the same year could you imagine like we were alive but we didn't go to the movies really that often i know dude well and you know this movie was uh if i remember correctly hang on i'm grabbing my copy Sure. Yeah, that's rated R, so you know, you and I were only six years old when this movie came out. Yeah, I was still so, terrified of the movie theater um, when I was six. So I remember yeah. my parents went to go see. That's when. Uh, that's before you ruined um, their marriage. Um, <laughs> my parents went. In case to go anyone see, forgot, my parents went to go see um, uh, Star Wars: The Phantom Menace when it came out. Uh, I remember oh, the day they went. Because uh, I got a, a, I, a babysitter. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I saw that in theaters. I saw the other two in theaters, but I don't think I saw. So did I. In I also saw the other two in theaters, but not this one. Uh, anyway, anyway it uh, so it doesn't matter. So What's Sleepy it? Hollow uh, next week. Um, really excited to talk about it because then that's only one more for me till we get to the one you're really excited about. Yes. Um, which I rewatched recently, uh, and it's just as great. Um, what are you rewatching these so early for? <laughs> I don't know. I was telling Ashley how excited you were, and I was like, you know, what? I want to watch it mainly because I hadn't seen the 4K version. It's so. as good as I'm sure I remember. Uh, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, Sleepy Hollow, very excited. I remember yeah. liking it. Uh, Haley is not going to watch this one with me. Uh, she's too scared. Just put it, just put it on and see what she does. <laughs> she'll be so mad. Uh, Dude, I'll be in the no, I feel like she'll be more scared of Sweeney Todd when we get to that one. Maybe. Maybe she'll yeah. roll her eyes more that it's a musical than at anything else. Uh, but I know I told her it was a musical. Stephen Sondheim. <sighs> Stephen Sondheim, though, man. She just hates musicals. I, I don't disagree. I don't really like musicals either. It depends, right? We've talked about it before. I love Chicago. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I know. And you loathe Les Mis. Did not. No, of course not. That's sing talking. I don't do that shit. Um, <laughs> didn't really like Phantom of the Opera that much. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot it made you do that. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, Andrew Lloyd Webber, I know what a masquerade ball is. You don't have to <laughs> You don't have to sing explain it to me. I got it. Instead of mansplaining? It's sing explain. Yeah, he's sing explaining yeah. it to me. <laughs> anyway. Alright, before we before we make this outro any longer, uh everyone we hope you enjoyed Fury. And we will see you next week for Sleepy Hollow.